first of all, thank you for having me. Um, my uncle, Pastor Mike, when he asked me to speak, uh, I just had something in my heart that God's been dealing with me, and I just wanted to share that with you guys today. Um, for those of y'all who may not know, Pastor Melody, my aunt, she's actually in Africa right now visiting my mom and her parents, and she is enjoying herself and having a great time. So we're just so thankful and blessed that she has this opportunity to do that. So thank you guys for your prayers. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of funny that the songs we sang today, I did not talk to Jared and Kiana when they did their playlist, but uh, one thing I've been focusing on is the goodness of God and who he is uh, to us as his people and his children. He is so, so good, and he is not changing. He is always the same. Yesterday, he is still the same today, and we'll never change that. Um, I want to focus about how he is still on the throne regardless of what we're going through in life right now, uh, regardless of the crazies and personal life. I know there's so many people who have dealt with so many things the past few months and even last year and God just want to remind us today that he is still on the throne and he still has got your back so um I gave Tiffany some verses to give today I want to start off with Jeremiah um it talks about how before you were formed um God knew you before you were born he set you apart and anointed you ordained you as a prophet so we were not just an accident. It was just not like, oh, well, here you go, Vicky. I don't know what you're going to do on earth, but there's life where you figure it out. God had a specific, a specific plan for each and every single one of us. He knew exactly from the beginning when you enter into this world, he was going to have something for you to do. And not just a task, but he wanted you to live a abundance life. He wanted you to live a life that was not in lack. He did not want you to live a life that was going to be wandering all the time. What am I going to do? He did not want you to live constantly anxious because that's not who our God is. God always has a plan before it even happens, right? So God wants you to remind you today that he had a plan before you were even here. He knew what he wanted you to do. Um, Psalms 39, 14 says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So we are not an accident. God took his time. He took his time to create each and every single one of you. Um, whether you believe it or not, he still did. And he made you perfect in his image. So as children of God, and as we were created in his image, he had this perfect plan, right? Um, to make us prosperous. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give your future and a hope. So I don't know what your life is like right now. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if you've had disappointment. I don't know if you've had excitements in your life. But know that your future is already set apart, and it's for a hope. So today, we're going to talk about the promises of God. And we, as children of God, we need to claim it. The reason behind that is because even though we have this perfect life that God has set apart for us, we have the enemy who is here on earth, who is here to destroy your life. He is here to steal your joy, to steal your peace. He's here to kill and pretty much destroy everything you're going to put your hands upon, 
right? And that's of the devil because the enemy is a liar and he knows he's already been defeated and he's not going to go alone. He's going to take as many people as he can with him. And that starts by the little lies that he's going to tell you, you're not worthy, you know, God doesn't care about you. But as Christians and as we're going through this unknown life right now, we have to remember who our father is. He is a good father and we have to tell him no. No, my life is not going to be destroyed. You're not going to take away my joy. I don't care what I'm going through right now. I know that God is on the throne. And he has a perfect plan for my life. And that's what we have to do as believers. We have to claim it. The Bible tells us in Matthew that if you say to this mountain, be gone, be removed, thrown into the sea, and you have faith, you believe it, it shall be removed. So what are you going through right now? What are you facing right now? Is it healing? Is it peace that you need? Is it financial finances? What is it that you're going through? Because if you don't claim it, the devil will come and steal it away from you. And we're not going to let that happen because we know who we are. We know who our father is. And he is on the throne. He's already defeated the enemy. And the enemy has no power over us. Um, there's a story that came to my mind. My uncle has told this multiple times, but as many of you guys know, my grandparents are missionaries in the Congo. And the year I was born, uh, there was unsettled in the country. And so the military people were not being paid and they decided that they were gonna take matters into their own hands. So they decided to invade every single home and pretty much pay themselves and take whatever they pleased. So they went house to house, knocked down doors, windows, whatever, and they came with their guns and AK-47 and all that you can imagine. And they pretty much just took everything from everyone. And some people lost their lives. It was very, it was a terrible thing. Uh, one of the first things that happened before the war. And after the pillaging had happened, they had stolen everything. My mom, my grandparents, they had nothing left. So. Most people fled the country, and they still remained. And as days went on, you know, people were back and doing their normal lives. And my grandpa was driving, and he saw, you know, across the street at this house, he saw someone selling one of his, uh, I don't know how you call it in English, barbed wire, I believe. Fence. Fence, yes, thank you. And he saw that, and it belonged to him. So you have to know back in the 90s, my town was not the most advanced town, right? It's way out there in the middle of nowhere. So you kind of notice when there's westernized items just laying around. So he knew exactly that's my fence and I'm going for it. So my grandpa asked the gentleman who was selling it, hey, where did you get this? He said, well, there's some military guy who asked me to sell this for him. So that's what I'm doing. He said, oh, okay, well, this is mine, and I'm going to take it. He was like, well, you can't just take it. He was like, yes, I am. So finally, the guy took my grandfather to the military guy who stole the fence from my uh, family. And my grandpa got there, and he said, this is my item, and I'm taking it with me. And the guy pulled out his gun, and he was threatening my grandpa. And my grandpa did not nudge. He did not move. He was like, I'm taking this, and my uncle recalls that he was with, you know, he was with my grandpa side by side, and he was kind of like, it's okay, it's just a barbed wire, we can just leave, we can get another one, and he was like, no, we're not leaving, I'm taking this. He went and got the cops, because, I mean, the police back in the day, 
if you want something to happen, you have to go get the police, bring them to the situation, assuming that people didn't run away. So he went, grabbed the police, they came, and my grandpa ended up with his barbed wire. So the point to the story is he didn't just leave it alone. He could have. I mean, his life depended on it. The guy could have just shot my grandpa right there. End of story. But he did not. <laughs> he knew the God who he served. He knew that God was on his side. And he knew that this belongs to me. God has given it to me, and you're not taking it away from me. So he got it. So what are you believing for today? <laughs> are you believing for health? Because God has given you health. God says, okay, I'm kind of sorry, Tiffany. I'm going back and forth. He has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. That means health. That means prosperity. God has given you everything that you need so you cannot live a life of wandering, of how am I going to feed my kids? How am I going to take my children to work, I mean, to school? You know, right now there's a lot of things going on with the math mandate and the vaccine, but you know what? God already has a plan for that. He knows that your children are already taken care of, so you do not have to worry about anything. God already tells us, Jesus told his disciples, why are you, why are you anxious? Do you not see the birds in the sky? Do you not see the fishes and all the marine animals? I take care of them. So what about you? You are so much valuable than them. You are so much valuable. So why are we worried? Because we know who our God is, and he will provide for us. Amen? So, back to normal. <laughs> um, from the very beginning, God already promised to give us a hope and a future. That means not living paycheck to paycheck, not living in lack, not wondering what we're going to do. Our Father who is in heaven has already set a course for us. And you may not know what that is, and that's okay. All you have to do is ask him, God, what, what do you have planned for me? Where are you taking me? And I trust you. You know, with this whole process of us living here on earth, we can't just kind of take everything on our own. First of all, the Bible tells us to trust in the Lord. And it's not on our own strength, not by our might, but it's through Jesus, right? Through God. So we have to have faith in him. We can't just kind of like, yeah, I'm believing for it and then go and do our own thing. And then when it doesn't happen, you wonder, well, God, you left me alone. No, he didn't. He did not leave you alone. He says, seek me and you will find me. Ask and you shall receive. So what are you seeking for? What are you asking for? Amen. You have to ask him. And, you know, when you ask him, God, you said this is mine. You said that by your stripes I am healed. Every cell in my body is functioning properly. Amen. Every single cell, all the organs in your body are functioning properly. When the devil hits you with something, you have a cold, you have a headache. No, you are not allowed in my body. And I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus because I have been healed 2,000 years ago. Jesus bore all the sickness so that I could be whole. Amen? Amen. Jesus already paid it all for me. I have a promise that I am healed. I am whole. I have a good life. Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciple in Matthew 21, 21, I tell you the truth. 
if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do all things, this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. So do you have faith today? What are you believing for? Amen. The Bible also says, the next verse, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Amen. So are you praying for your finances to be taken care of? Because receive it right now. Amen. So now, this is in Galatians, you are no longer slave but God's own children. And since you are a child of God, God has made you an heir. Amen. <laughs> so we know that we're not just slaves. We're not just random people stranded here on earth. Because the devil will come and put lies in your ears and say, well, who's your father? Why isn't he taking care of you? My sister and I were adopted into the Hegemeyer family. So the adoption thing, the cool thing about that is that not only did we inherit the Hegemeyer's name, but everything that pertains to the Hegemeyer lifestyle, we have because we've been adopted into that life. We've been adopted into that family. Amen? I can go anywhere and someone can say, oh, you're a Hegemeyer. Yes, I am. And I can proclaim that boldly. I am a Hegemeyer. And I was born, I was brought into this life of faith. Amen? Because I was brought into the family. So I know where my inheritance is. As children of God, we were here wandering. We had no clue what God had planned for us. We had no clue that we even had a, a future. We had no hope. We could probably just, you know, live day by day. Well, this is kind of what, you know, life is. It's okay. Everybody goes through it. I'm just hoping one day that when I get to heaven, you know, I'm hoping for I'll have a great mansion and everything's going to be okay. No, it's not going to be okay. Why are we settling for less when we have already been adopted into the family of God, when we have already been given everything that we need to live a life of hope, of peace, a life of prosperity, of no lack whatsoever. God has adopted us. He's telling you, hey, come to my family. And we're just sitting here like, it's okay. No, no, no. It's okay, God. I trust you. One day when I get there, I will have it all. No. No. Why? Why? Amen. We have been adopted into the family of God. We have been made heirs. That means everything. That means I have a healthy life. I am whole. I will not be sick because God has given that to me. He has given me health. He has given me prosperity. He has given me everything that I'm going to need to live into this life, to live into this world. And I'm not just going to do that. I'm going to share that with the world. I'm going to let them know, hey, see what the Lord has done for me. Because he is a good father. He is a good father, and he cares about us, and his promises will always remain the same. He says that my promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. There are yes and amen. Now, do we believe that? Claim your promise today. Whatever you're believing for, claim it in the name of Jesus. I do not know what you're walking through, but I do know one thing. 
God is still on the throne. He has not changed. He is still the same yesterday. What he did yesterday when he got the children of Israel through the desert, he fed them in the middle of nowhere. He provided for them. It's still the same God that we're serving today. When he provided healing for them when they got struck and stung by the snake in the desert, he said, look upon this salvation and you will be healed. He is still the same God today. What are you hoping for? What are you wanting to claim today? What are you believing for? Because claim it. And do not let the devil steal your joy. Do not let the devil put you in a situation where you feel like you have to live in lack, where you feel like you have to live paycheck by paycheck. Because that's not what God has for us. That's not what he has in store for you. Whether you believe it or not, (laughs) you need to wake up and say, devil, what you have blinded me with all these years, I'm telling you all the scales are removed because I see the truth. I see that God is still on the throne. He has given me all of this. So you can go away with all your lies. You can go away with all your sickness. You can go away with all the lack because I have been provided for. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Amen. We know the God that we serve. The Bible tells us that God owns cattle on a thousand hills. (laughs) I can boast and say that I am not going to be in want because my God owns cattle on a thousand hills. Hallelujah. I am not going to have to live in debt because my debt is paid. He has paid it all for me because my God is on the throne. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) So God has given us everything that we need. Uh, Tiffany, may you pull that up? It's 2 Peter 1, 3. (laughs) By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his Marvelous glory and excellence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So today, when the worship team was singing that, God is so good. He is so, so good with everything that we have. We will sing of his goodness. Because that's the kind of God we serve. Amen. We serve a God who will never change. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never leave us. In 1996, that's when, 1996, 1997, that's when the first war in the Congo broke out. Um, My sister and I were about, okay, roughly six years old, I believe. And (laughs) I remember... I remember the day it happened. Our neighbor, um, they were really close friends of our family, and my grandparents at the time were in the States. So it was just my mom and another missionary, uh, Audrey, and that was it. 
And we had some other people from Greece and whoever, a lot of people fled the country. And our neighbor, Mr. Sele, he came to my mom and he said, Sister Stephanie, your parents are not here. You need to come with us. So our neighbor had, he owned a truck company. So he would go um, and get supplies from neighboring countries and he did business that way. So he would go and get corn and oil and business back in the day was pretty good for him. So he had several trucks and he came to my mom and he said, so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna go to a neighboring town. But the rebels at the time had invaded most towns. And if you got caught, you were not making it alive. And this is the first time my mom had, you know, found herself in the middle of a war. She's never been in war before. She has no idea what to do. And when this happened, my father was uh, in the army and he had to leave with, you know, the government's troops to go fight the war. So all my siblings, um, many of you guys may not know, but Mati and I have many other siblings and <laughs> they all came and stayed with us. So um, my oldest sister, um, my other brothers and sisters, they all came. So in total, we had about, about 15 children with my mom, including. So when my neighbor came to us and said, you guys pack your things, grab whatever you can, let's go. He had a family of about 17. And we had a family of 15. So where are we going exactly? We don't know, okay? Are we gonna be safe? I don't know, maybe. So people were leaving town with uncertainties. And my mom went to her room and she prayed. And this is what the Lord told her. Be still and know that I am God. So my mom's like, God, like, you know, people coming, invading our town, killing everyone. Like, be still, stay in my house, be still. Like, leave, be still, and trust you. And he said, no, stay and know that I am God. So my mom went to my neighbor. The day before they left, he came and she told him, you know what, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate you for looking after me, but I'm going to stay. And my neighbor, when he packed up his truck, we were all outside so we could see them leave. He left crying and he told my mom, Sister Stephanie, you're not going to make it. And she said, no, I will. God told me to trust him and he will take care of us. So they left. Not more than two hours later, we could hear gunshots and stuff like that already in our city. And later on, we found out when Brother Sele came back, he said, when the gunshot started, we all hid in a far, you know, one of the rooms outside. And he told my mom, Sister Stephanie, you do not know this, but when we left, there were troops outside. Um, we had a big fence. Um, it was different duplexes that my uh, grandparents owned back then. So he said, outside your friends, there were already troops already looking inside different houses. I don't know how you guys made it, but God was definitely watching over you. So God not only watched over us, <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. When the rebels finally settled in my town, they stopped by the following day. So all of us kids were kind of outside and we see, you know, a troop of soldiers coming in. We're all like shocked, not moving, 
Jesus help us kind of thing. You know, my sister and I run to our mom. There are soldiers outside. And so she comes out, and she's like, hi. They talked to her, and they said, who are you? And she presented herself, and they told her, why are you here? And she said, well, this is my home. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, who are all these children with you? And she said, they're my kids. <laughs> uh, okay. So <laughs> that was very hard to convince. But long story short, afterwards, you know, we were expecting something like you were all under arrest. Who knows what they do? But all they said was, okay, well, from now on, do not leave your house after 5 p.m., do not communicate with anyone on the outside, and we'll stop by every day to make sure that you're doing okay. These are rebels. <laughs> Be still and know that I am God. God will never leave you nor forsake you. So throughout this whole period, these soldiers came every day. So when everybody fled the country, there were no markets, there were no nothing. There was no way for you to just go out and buy food because everybody who had food or who could sell food fled the, the town. These soldiers came for about two weeks every day, and they brought us food. They brought us cookies. We were taken care of because God took care of us. You put your trust in God. He will not leave you, and he will not forsake you. He'll be right there by your side. So what are you believing for? Amen. What are you believing for today? We're going to go back to the very first verse that we read today. It says that. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you hope. And a future. Your future is bright today. Amen. Your future is so bright. Because God is taking care of you. He is on your side. We will lack nothing. Because he has already taken care of that for us. Amen. Amen. We, we will not be worried. We will not be depressed. Because God has given us joy. Amen. When you struggle with shame in your heart, the Bible says that there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So whatever you're going through today, know that God has taken care of that for you. We're going to claim our promises. Our Father is on the throne. He is still the King of kings and Lord of lords. He will not change. Amen. So I have a couple. I want to read. This is what Matthew 6, 26 says. Actually, we're going to start at a 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Know about your body, what you will put on. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds feeds them. Are you not more valuable than them? Amen. Amen. We are so much valuable. And God is taking care of us. Right now, right now, at this moment, he is taking care of you. Your finances, just remember who your father is. He owned cattle on a thousand hills. You're not gonna, you're not gonna lack anything. Claim it. Father, I thank you because you have already provided for me today. I thank you because all my needs have been met. I thank you because you have made me the head and not the tail. I thank you because you have already made a way that when I walk into a room, I am already blessed. And when I leave, I am blessed. That blessing is following me. Whatever I touch prospers because you are my father. I thank you right now for what you did 2,000 years ago. I am whole. There's no pain in my body because you have provided that for me. You have healed me from all diseases. Deuteronomy talks about that. Deuteronomy 28. 28. It says, God has blessed you in your city, your fields, Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you in seven ways. Amen. God has already provided everything for us. So, claim your promise today. And trust and hope in who your father is. He has not changed. You may all stand. so faithful. Amen. So I'm going to pray. And I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you've been going through the past several months. But God wants you to know today that you are not alone. And all you have to do is just claim that promise. There's a promise for everything that we face. I may not even have touched every single detail, every single situation or circumstance, but there's a promise for everything. On our website, there's several scriptures on healing, on finances, and honestly, whatever you're going through, 
If you ask, we will definitely give those to you. So you can speak those every single day when you wake up. Some people like to have them on their phones. I like to write things out. So you can write it and put it on your, you know, in your car. You can put it in your vanity, in your bathroom, wherever you can see it. And then every day you claim it. Amen. So Father God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your promises, God. God, we just thank you because you are, you're not changing. You're always the same. You've always been the same. You set a course for our lives. You had a plan before we even existed. You knew what our life would turn out to be, God. And even when we messed up, that plan never changed. <laughs> it always remained it remained the same because you love us. And you want to give us a hope and a future. And that life is for us to live right here, right now. Not when we get to heaven. <laughs> you have given us that life for us to live now. To live a life of wholeness. To live a life of peace. To have good relationships. To not lack because you're a good father. It's who your nature is. That's your nature. And that's the life you have given us. So we just thank you today, Father. Thank you for everything, Lord. On my right and on your left, we have uh, people who are here to pray with you. Um, so you can come up front and they will they will lay their hands on you and believe with you. And we're all believing with you. But also when you leave, leave with the trust that you have all the tools that you've needed. Because God has already supplied that for us. Amen. He's already supplied everything that we need. So we need to tap into it and grab those supplies and go live our lives. Amen. So we are not leaving defeated. We are leaving as victorious people. We are leaving with the tools that we needed to go live our lives out for you.